You're listening to Can I Ask You Something? Episode 3 of Season 3 of Musings of an Introverted Black Boy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Musings of an Introverted Black Boy is a weekly short-form podcast series dedicated to exploring themes of love, identity, politics, race, social justice, and the 21st century coming-of-age experience. New episodes will be released every Sunday, and each one will more or less focus on one of these topics. Now, I should be honest with you, there are no other co-hosts. There are no special guests lined up for the weeks to come. This is a very intimate podcast. It's just me and you. But through each week's episode, it is my hope that we together can begin to uncover and embrace the common truths that lie at the heart of our individual experiences. So, I hope you'll join in. Hello, everyone. I hope you all are doing well. I realized on Friday that in these past two episodes that we've had this season, I failed to acknowledge that it's Black History Month. My apologies, y'all. If you've been tuned to the news or pop culture related things, you know that this Black History Month has been wild and very interesting to say the least. Um, in so many ways, it's been overlooked and under-celebrated and just plain old disrespected. So I challenge you in this last week to do something to honor the history of Black people, a people who have been consistently tested and tried, but never defeated. And I encourage you to do something outside of the norm. Learn something about a Black historical figure that you wouldn't otherwise, someone who's other than MLK or Rosa Parks or Malcolm X or George Washington Carver, someone new and different. You know, one of the ways that I celebrate Black history and Black people year-round is through music. Music is everything to me, and everyone who knows me well knows that I am Black music's biggest fan. Whether it's hip-hop or R&B or gospel or blues or soul or jazz or funk or whatever it is, if it's somewhere in between, I love all of it. So in honor of Black history, I want to share my love, peace, and soul playlist with you all. From Aretha to Anderson Pock, this playlist is, cura- is a curated collection of some of my favorite tracks. It cuts across genres and decades, but the underlying theme across all the songs is this. Black music has always been and will always be exactly what we need to get by. It can make us dance, it can make us cry, it can inspire us to love, and it can encourage us to keep going when we feel like giving up. Black music truly is everything. The playlist is available now on Spotify and Apple Music, so if you just look up Love, Peace, and Soul, or if you go to my Apple Music profile or my Spotify profile, you should see it on there. I hope you'll check it out, and if you're looking for some divine inspiration and gospel-inspired motivation in addition to that playlist, I encourage you to check out my Every Day is Sunday playlist. As you know, as I know, at least, um, no matter the day, it's always okay to have a little church. So last episode, I talked about, for the first time, my struggles with social anxiety. If you haven't checked it out, it's available on all the usual platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Radio Public, and Stitcher. And if you have yet to subscribe to this series, I encourage you to do so. That is, if you do love it. If you don't, that's fine. I'm not sure exactly why you're still listening, but, you know, thank you for taking the time. Now, for this week's episode, I wanted to talk about love. 
It's a topic I return to frequently. I think about it a lot. I'm a romantic at heart, so I can't help it. It's in me so strong. I can't escape my love for love, even if I tried. So why fight it at this point, you know? Something I found myself thinking about this past week is dating, particularly the questions that people ask on dates or should ask on dates. I've personally never been on a real date before, so I have no idea the questions people do or do not ask when they're dating or trying to get to know someone better and establish foundation for a relationship. But having thought about it a lot, there um, are some things that I hope that when I start dating that I ask or that I would want to know about the other person. And that can be at any time. I'm just waiting for the right person um, at this point. Just going to throw that out there. Um, anyways, one thing that I hope to do is make sure that I ask questions that help me better understand how the person I'm talking to wants and needs to be loved. Based on what I've seen and heard over the years, it seems to me that a lot of times relationships don't work out because one or both of the people in the relationship don't know or doesn't know how to love the other person the way they need and want to be loved. They don't give them the attention they need. They don't respond to their to their feelings and emotions in a desired way. They don't communicate effectively. Whatever the issue is or was, they just didn't love the person or both of them didn't love the, each other the way they each needed to be loved or should have been loved. You know, it's hard to love someone when you don't know how they want to be loved. That's why quizzes like the Love Languages Quiz, which helps you figure out what actions slash things make you feel most loved are really popular. When you know what someone's love language is, you can use that language to express love to them, whether it's words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service, or physical touch. If you haven't taken the love languages test, I encourage you to do so. It can be really helpful. But when you're trying to establish a solid, real relationship with someone, be it romantic or even platonic, one quiz's results are not enough to let you know everything about how you should love someone. Figuring that out requires time and open communication on both sides. So having said that, this past week, I was thinking about all of this and came up with five questions that I think you could ask someone if you're trying to get a better sense of how they want to be loved. Now, let me preface this by saying these aren't necessarily questions you should ask during the first date. I think that would be a bit overwhelming if you did that, but I do think it's worth asking these questions before things get too serious. So at least within the first 10 or so dates, I would say, again, my dating experience is pretty much non-existent, so my estimate could be way off. Also, every couple is different or potential couple is different. Sometimes diving right into the deep end with the questions works, sometimes it doesn't. Every situation is different. So... When you employ these questions, if you decide to do so, use your better judgment. Also, these questions could be totally useless. They are untested at the moment. The jury's still out on them. So if you end up trying them out, I'd love to hear about the answers you got and how insightful or helpful they were. Having said all that, here we go. Question number one, what love song best embodies how you want to be loved? As a music lover, I think music can speak to us in ways other things and people can't. It can express feelings that are in many ways inexpressible. So I think that hearing what someone's favorite love song is can give you insight into how they approach love and relationships. It can give you a window into what they imagine and hope love will be for them. 
And I think that's a useful perspective to have. Maybe it's Can You Stand the Rain by New Edition, or Nothing Even Matters by Lauryn Hill and D'Angelo, or Remedy by Adele, or Best Part by Daniel Caesar and Her. Who knows? Ask them and see what answer they give you. You may be surprised by what they tell you. Question number two. When something goes wrong in your life, who's the person or friend that you usually call first? And what about the way they respond to you makes them the person that you call? One of the major aspects of being in a relationship is being there for the other person in times of stress and crisis, being each other's support system. It's not about being each other's only support system. I don't think that's healthy at all, but you should be a major source of support for each other. And the only way you can do that effectively is if you know how the other person wants to be supported. By asking a potential significant other this question, I think you can gain insight into what being supportive looks like in their mind. I'm not saying you should change who you are in response to what they say, but you can and should take it into consideration and think about how you could, if the relationship does develop and grow, effectively support them like the person they talk about in their answer does. If they say, this person knows how to listen well, think about how you could be a better listener for them. Or if they say, I don't feel judged when I come to them with a problem, think about how you tend to respond to people's problems and whether or not you have a tendency to say things that can come across is judgmental. Again, it's not about changing who you are. It's about learning more about how to love someone better. There's a difference between those two things. I think you can learn how to love someone better without changing who you are. If you find yourself having to fundamentally alter your personality and character just to love someone, I think that's a sign that maybe they're not the right person for you. But if you're doing it right, I think learning how to love someone better can make you better. It can make you more empathetic, less judgmental, a better listener, and so on and so forth. It can enhance your life just as much as it enhances theirs. Question number three, what is the best gift you've received from someone and what made it special? Gifts, be they intangible or intangible, are actually a non-insignificant part of relationships. If you're in a relationship with someone, chances are you're going to give each other a lot of things. So I think it would be helpful to find out what they consider a a great gift to be. You may not give them that same gift. In fact, you probably shouldn't give them that same exact gift. But their answer could inspire your future gift giving somehow. You never know. Question number four. When you think about falling and being in love, what aspect of it scares you the most? Love is scary. Love is hard. Love is daunting. And knowing what someone fears when it comes to love could be a key to loving them well. Maybe they fear being the one who cares too much. Maybe they fear intimacy. Maybe they fear losing themselves. And maybe it's all three. This is a question that could provoke some very intimate answers. So if they decide to answer it, don't take their answers lightly. Consider them, value them, keep them in mind. The worst thing would be for them to answer this question and then later you turn around and either intentionally or unintentionally make their fear or fears come to fruition. So whatever they tell you, be sure to listen with receptive and empathetic ears. Last but not least, question number five. When you get into a serious, committed relationship, what is one aspect or characteristic of your life, your being, who you are as a single individual that you still hope remains intact in a part of you in the context of the relationship? 
When you get into a relationship, especially a serious one, a lot of things in your life change. A relationship requires time, attention, and energy. You can't do everything you did when you were single. You now have something, and more importantly, someone that you have to invest in. And I don't say that negatively at all. Y'all know how much I love relationships. I think they are a breathtakingly beautiful thing. And I look forward to one day being in one when it's my time. So I don't say this disparagingly at all. I say this just to make the point that being single and being in a relationship require different things. And yet, that doesn't at all mean your sense of self should be lost in the relationship or to the relationship. You shouldn't have to drop everything in your life for the relationship. Obviously, you need to be faithful. You can't be out here acting single when you're not. And that's not what I'm talking about here at all. What I'm saying is that if the other person is requiring you to abandon friendships, forsake hobbies, and stop doing things that have added to and enriched your life as a single person, that's a red flag. Even if you're not being asked to cut off things in this extreme way, there can still be tension in a relationship around this issue of what you do and do not do. So I think it's important to ask a question like this and figure out what what each of you value. For me, my answer to this question would definitely be the friendships I have, particularly the close friendships I have with women. As I've probably said before on here, I'm definitely not in the camp that heterosexual men and women can't be friends. Almost all of my close friends are women. And when I get into a relationship, those friendships will still be important to me. Obviously, I may not be able to talk to them as much as I did beforehand. My relationship will be a top priority. Don't get me wrong. But I still want my friends to remain a part of my life. And when I get in, you know, when I when I'm getting to know a potential significant other, that's something I would absolutely want them to know. Thus, I think this question is important and very valuable. Well, those are the five questions I have for you today. I hope they're helpful. Please feel free to share your thoughts and comments with me either on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. I love to hear from you. And if you have any questions that you think should be added to this list, I love to hear those as well. So send them my way. Um, That's all I have for this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time, I wish you guys all the best. Have an amazing week. This is Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, hosted by Marcus Granderson. If you're interested in getting updates on the podcast or learning more about my upcoming book, Timestamp Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, feel free to like my official Facebook page or follow me on Instagram at Marcus Granderson. And please remember that whatever you do in life, do it with love, because love never fails. See you next time.